0: Good afternoon, welcome to Sports and But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, January 13th, 2020. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Allow Dr. Mike O'Neill the privilege of taking better care of your teeth. That's what he does. All you have to do is call. The people are very nice there. You're gonna be wowed by the amount of care they provide you. 317 that's both emotionally and physically now. 317 849 2933 We are back from the South Bureau. The South Bureau, of course, was Key West, Florida. I am embarrassed that I've never been there before. Because Key West has everything that I enjoy in a vacation destination. I recommend it highly. Let's talk about the Pacers game tonight. They take on the Philadelphia 76ers at Banker's Life Fieldhouse on the injury front. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable with strep throat. I have never seen a guy battle through this number of injuries, none severe, but all restricting him from play or having him listed as questionable. He's had a back, he's had a wrist, he's had a hamstring, he's had a groin. He's had a lot of stuff. Happened to him. Hopefully, he's back in the lineup tonight. The last time the Pacers and the 76ers locked horns just a few weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, and the Pacers. They got all over the 76ers and just blew them out from the jump until the buzzer. Hopefully that happens again tonight. The 76ers playing without Joel Embiid. Sabonis questionable with a left knee for the Pacers. We know that Oladipo's out until at least January 29th. That's what he's targeting as his return date. If you want to see the Pacers, you've got an opportunity tonight. You've got an opportunity Friday night. Both those games at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. Other than that, they are on the road until that game against the Bulls on January 29th. They're really, really fun to watch. If you haven't seen them, go watch them. The Butler Bulldogs ranked fifth now in the country. Fifth, after a couple of Big East wins last week, the uh, the Butler Bulldogs playing really good basketball. How much fun are they to watch? Talking about fun basketball, my God! You know, Kamar Baldwin, uh, Bryce Enzi, the uh, Bryce Gold, Golden. You've got Sean McDermott. You got a bunch of guys. Aaron Thompson, who can flat play. They defend in a connected way on one side and on the other. They move the ball selflessly trying to create offense for one another, and it is absolutely beautiful to watch. Uh, yesterday, we saw what Purdue did to... Uh to Michigan State at Mackey Arena. A terrific game by the Boilermakers. They got out to a quick start. That was a good thing. When you when you get out to 32-12, you figure you're in pretty good shape. And then the uh the Bulldogs, they really kind of put their foot on the gas and did some good work in that second half to win that game. By 29 points. So Purdue getting votes, they got 10 votes in the latest AP poll. Indiana, they got 50 votes in the latest AP poll. People don't know what the hell to think about Indiana, right? Because Indiana looked really good beating Ohio State by 14 points. They were really good offensively. Here's the thing in the Big Ten, you bet on the home team. So far this year, I think the home team has won about 85% of its games. Demisey Anderson, he didn't play. They said he was sick. I don't know whether he was sick or what it was. Indiana doesn't necessarily tell us the truth about those things, so we take it at face value, but understand that a little bit of cynicism about the reporting of a guy being out for a particular reason is, you know, you can be skeptical about it and not sound like a nut. Then you've got Devontae Green. The case of Devontae Green's really interesting. Devonte shows up to play once in a while, and when he does, Indiana's really good. They were on Saturday. Really good against Ohio State. Devontae Green played 29 minutes off the bench. He scored 19 points. He came out and fed the post. They tried to run their offense through the post, as anybody with a brain has been yelling at their TVs for them to do. Get it to Trace. Get it to Joey. Get it to Duran. And then if you don't have anything, kick it back out for a good look at a three. Do that, you got a chance to score buckets. Indiana did that. They win by 14. Devontae Green reminds me, earlier this morning, I was watching the Big Ten Network. They had a show about the 1981 national champions, and they were talking about Landon Turner, how he was the linchpin for the 81 team, and what had to happen for the light to go on with Landon Turner. Landon Turner, an unbelievably gifted basketball player who liked to party and liked to play basketball and liked to study. And so what Isaiah Thomas said during the show was, look, you can't do all three of those things. You can do two of those things. You can study and party or you can uh, play basketball and study, but you can't do all three at a high level. So finally, they Ray Tolbert, Bob Knight, Isaiah Thomas, Randy Whitman, all those guys were riding Landon's ass, and finally the light went on, and all of a sudden that team went from being, uh, they started the season seven and five, and then they finished the season as national champions. If you get the switch to flip, where people understand that basketball is more about listening and in doing what the team requires rather than showing your wares and in trying to be the best player on the floor and get people to write nice things about you and all of those motivators that are utterly meaningless when it comes to playing winning basketball. If you can get people all on the same page where they're pulling on the same end of the rope and they understand that playing winning basketball requires listening to a coach, all following the lead of the leader, here's the thing. When, when I hear this, oh, everybody on this team's a leader. No, no, no. If you don't have followers, you can't have a leader. So you need a leader. I don't know who the leader for the Hoosiers is, but whoever that is, the other guys got to get in line, and they've got to follow. You see it. You saw it last year with Purdue and Carson Edwards. You see it at Butler, how they are well-led, and I think it's by Laval Jordan and all the guys have kind of climbed on the bus, and they're playing winning basketball. At Indiana, you've had for the last three seasons, including the last season that Tom Crean was the coach, you've had guys all exercising kind of their own whim. As how they felt they needed to compete at basketball, and it hasn't worked. You need a collective focus, and if you don't have that, you have no chance. You need accountability. I heard Dan Daocic today on his radio show talk to Don Fisher, and they were talking about the need for accountability, and it is absolutely true. The only thing that I disagreed with was Don Fisher saying that you know what, when these guys get into the real world, they're going to learn that you've got to be accountable, or you've got to go get another job. That is utter nonsense. That's not the way the world works at this point. Upper management, they're trying to keep their gigs. Just like Dan was saying, coaches, ADs, and presidents are trying to keep their gigs. Upper management in corporate America, they're doing the same thing. And you know it if you're a part of that world, that if you live there and you work there, you know people who are on the staff where you work who don't pull their weight. And who are not being considerate of a team agenda. They just want to do what suits them in the moment. And there's no accountability with those people 99% of the time. Maybe there's some outlier companies out there where that kind of thing happens. But not very often. That doesn't happen. I've seen it myself. You've seen it yourself. It happens all the time where people eventually are held accountable but not for a long period of time. There are upper management guys who have to make sure that every I is dotted, T is crossed, and if they're going to make a decision as to holding somebody utterly accountable for their misdeeds, then you know what? They, they really, you really got to step out of line. get fired at some places because what you don't want is an HR nightmare. Some companies, instead of praising a manager who holds people accountable, what they'll do is debit a manager for holding people accountable if it doesn't suit their HR needs. And that's ridiculous. HR, to me, HR should be like the business office. You know, what they do is make sure that as you have to exercise your belief in, in uh, sort of managing the structure of your company or, or your department, they have got to make sure that you don't incur liability. They, they can't drive that train. They, they can't say, no, you can't fire this guy because you got to, pre-. they've got to say, okay, here's how we can fire the guy to mitigate liability. That's what HR has got to do. In a lot of places, HR is driving the train. You can't have it. Anyway, Indiana, they're back in action. This Wednesday, they're at Rutgers, and then Saturday night, they play again on the road against Nebraska. We know how hard it is to win on the road. If Indiana could find a way to beat Rutgers and beat Nebraska, you know what? This team has a chance to be really good. They do. They've got all the components necessary to function at a high level. But what they got to do is they got to listen to Archie Miller, and they've all got to climb on board, or Archie Miller's got to hold people accountable for that, and he's got to be empowered to do it by Fred Glass and Michael McRobbie. Now, I want to also talk about what Dan Dockich had to say about Bob Knight today, and, and not really about what he had to say, but why he has the right to say it. We all think that we know stuff. We think that we know things about Bob Knight, especially those of us who were there at Indiana during the 29 seasons that he was a head coach. But the truth about Bob Knight and Dan Dockich is that Dan either played or worked and coached for Bob Knight for 16 of those 29 years. If there is anybody in the world who has the authority and license to voice his beliefs about Bob Knight in a way that we should listen to and that we should acknowledge as more informed than our beliefs just because we sat in the IU Auditorium and listened to Bob Knight talk or we watched the Bob Knight show or we listened to the Bob Knight show on the radio or we watched him coach, whatever. All right, Dan Dockich was there. He was in the office. He was around that guy for 16 years. He has earned the ability and the right to talk about Bob Knight in any way he sees fit. And if you reject it, That's on you, and and that shows you to be a bit narrow-minded. Dan Dockich, no matter what you think about his beliefs as to what Bob Knight are, you should respect his beliefs, and you should say, you know what, it is entirely likely that this guy knows a little bit more about me, so maybe I should do more listening to him than tweeting at him or talking to him or emailing him, however you communicate with him. We should understand that his beliefs about Bob Knight are more informed than any of ours. No matter who we are, nobody worked with Bob Knight longer or played for Bob Knight longer than Dan Dockich. And we should respect what he said, listen to it, and learn from it. The NFL playoffs over the weekend were absolutely aghast to watch. Uh, the AFC in particular, Bill O'Brien, we know because we watch the Colts play against the Texans twice a year, that Bill O'Brien in a game situation with a game on the line, Bill O'Brien is almost always going to do something that puts the result in question. He's always going to step out too far or he's not going to step out far enough. Somehow or another, the game flow is going to be corrupted by the the decision-making of Bill O'Brien, and that's what happened yesterday. The Texans get out to a 24-0 lead. They, uh, they try to execute a fake punt like fourth and four right on their own 35 or so against the Chiefs. They don't get it done. All of a sudden, the momentum swings wildly in favor of the Chiefs. The Chiefs go on to win. 51-31, so you've got the Chiefs playing the Titans in the AFC uh, championship game, and then in the NFC, you've got a hell of a game between the 49ers and the Green Bay Packers, and uh, you know, I, I think the Chiefs, you got to favor the Chiefs, right? They, they've got the best player in the NFL left in these playoffs in Patrick Mahomes, and uh, then on the other side, and you know, the Titans, they're a nice story what the hell are they going to do as a sixth seed? Are they going to win a third game, a third playoff game on the road? Mike Vrabel's smart, and Ryan Tannehill's playing well, and Henry is running like a beast. But uh, you got to figure that now it's going to be nut-cutting time, and the Chiefs at Arrowhead are going to find a way to win that game. On the other side, I have absolutely no idea whether it's going to be the Packers or or the 49ers. I love the 49ers defense. I love Aaron Rodgers. Push is going to come to shove and who knows who breaks first. It's going to come down to the last five minutes of the game in the NFC. And then I, you know what? I'd love to see the Packers and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Nice historical context, obviously, to a Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Packers. I think it'd be all kinds of fun. Uh, hopefully that comes to pass. Want to remind you, as we have come to the very end of Sports and Other But Sports uh, for this Monday. Oops is uh, on the, uh, not literal bookshelves, but the virtual bookshelves. You can go to Amazon.com and search Oops and Kent or Kent Sterling or Sterling Oops or some kind of combination of those three words or all three of those words. And you know what's going to pop up? The hardcover that you can get. You can get the, uh, the Kindle version write the ebook, you can get the audiobook which i voiced. You can get any of those 3 or all of those 3 at a uh, a very competitive price. So i suggest you do that. Again, it's oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. I had a great time writing it. I think you'll have a great time reading it. We will talk to you tomorrow. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early at 8 o'clock on Facebook Live. And then, it's a show so nice we do it twice. That'll be on Twitter at about 8.15 or on Periscope. Periscope links automatically to Twitter, so it's available on both. You can watch in either place. All right, I linked to it on my Twitter feed. Cannot wait to talk about what I hope is a Pacers victory tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse against the 76ers. All brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, 317-849-2933. We will talk to you then. Join me. Step into the world of power, loyalty